polishing my own shoes because anyone who knows me, anyone who's heard one of my podcasts knows I take my shoes seriously. Power to Live More with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience. I'm Joe Dodds and I started this show back in 2016 to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more and by that I mean how they focus on productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience to enable them to do more of the stuff that they want to do and less of the stuff that they don't. After 241 shows, I've taken a pause from doing new interviews to reshare previous interviews. They were too good to not revisit. So please do bear in mind that this podcast might refer to events from the past as current or in the future. But rest assured that the stories, tips and advice shared by my guests continues to be pure gold. Hello, my name is Ellie George and I'm co-presenter. Today, Joe is interviewing Ade Udiemi. Joe and Ade have been connected for a number of years via social media and Joe was really pleased to get a sneak peek at Ade's book when it was published and she was recently a guest on his podcast. Ade helps ensure families' wealth is transferred down generations. His mission is to ensure that several generations hence your new money would become old money. He's an inheritance planner. He hosts a podcast series in which he talks to successful entrepreneurs and he's an author. You can get a free copy of his latest book at max-inheritance.co.uk forward slash free dash book back to the studio today i'm interviewing ade adeyemi of maximum inheritance specialist so thanks for joining me really pleased to have you here in fact i've just been on your podcast haven't i thank you for having me and it was a joy to have you on the podcast someone <laughs> asked if we did it face to face because it went so well i said no it was remote so thanks for, <laughs> so no thanks, for being on my, <laughs> thanks for being on my show <laughs> <laughs> so no pressure for this one we'll try to try and make it just as good <laughs> just as good even better lovely so I'm trying to think how we first um connected we, did we meet at an event a long time ago face to face at some it stage? must have been through the joys of social media twitter tells me I've been on for eight just about eight years so we must ah. have met on twitter about eight years ago yeah ah, so maybe that would have been why lovely excellent so tell us a bit more about who you are what you do and where you do it I am Ade Odiemi. I am an inheritance planner and in pounds, shillings and pence, I do everything to do with inheritance. That's wills. Some people say will and probate. I would say that was wills, trusts and parts of attorney. And it's for me, it's an exercise in helping you convey your material wealth to the people you care the most about, your friends, your family, etc., etc. So yeah. I am an inheritance planner and I do it um, in any place that my client is. Uh, most of the time it's face to face because they are around me. I can go to them by bicycle or by car or if they are f in far flung places, then we can do it by Skype. We can do it remotely. Mm -hmm. I remember you telling me something about the bicycle thing. You um, you have a sort of criteria if it's within a certain amount of mileage of your house you'll cycle is that right 
Oh, yes. Well remembered. Um, I have um, every client of mine gets a birthday card. So if they are within about five miles from, from me, I would hand deliver the birthday card. So I would get on my bike and cycle to their front door, push it to the, the letterbox. It's not the most efficient way to spend my time. After all, I could post the card for 39 pence. But um, there's there's a certain joy to taking time out of your day to re relax, catch yourself, gather some thoughts, and um, so you've had an hour of exercise, possibly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it sounds like a good good win win to me. <laughs> so tell us more about why you do what you do. I left university plenty years ago. I studied architecture. And the plan in those days used to be, it's a seven year course, it's three plus four, or three plus two plus two or some such, as in the first four years or first three years, you're, you're at university, then you go out to work and you earned a good wage as a trainee. Um, coming to the end of my um, my bachelor's degree, the people the year ahead of me and the year, two years ahead of me, couldn't get placements. Um, they couldn't get placements, um, we'd now call them internships, uh, they couldn't get any of those because there was a recession coming. So I left university in the teeth of a recession and I found work as a financial advisor. Reader, I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was a bit of a struggle and but I was technically good. I was technically very good. I could pass all the exams and I could discuss the technicalities of anything to do with pensions, investments, endowments in those days. I could I was very good at them. But um, the business side of it, which you're thrown into rather early, the prospecting side of it, I wasn't good at. And I stumbled on and I became a a mortgage advisor. Still didn't like it very much. Um, but one day I met a lady who was having trouble getting a mortgage. And we talked it through. And it so happens that this lady, the reason she was having difficulty was that she was the descendant, twice removed, of the writer Virginia Woolf. So oh. Virginia Woolf in yeah. her estate left the right to one book to this lady's mother. So her mother died and went down the line to this lady who yeah. then became my client. And in a bad year, we're talking a long while back now, in a bad year, she earned about £30,000 in royalties. And the mortgage lenders were a bit silly. They wouldn't consider it as income because she didn't earn it. Long yeah. story short, got her mortgage and I left her after having earned my fee saying that's what I want to be doing and since then I never looked back it's going into a new line of business um, a bit of a struggle but it's so much more rewarding so much more fun and so how did so you define that is what I want to do? So obviously there was a bit of an inheritance thing going on, but what what what's, what appealed to you about that? Uh, the fact that this um, lady, long deceased, whom I'd never met, Virginia Woolf, had her estate planned properly. 
and right. um, the fact that it was planned properly. Um, there's so much money that I've earned and I'm going to earn so much more um, beyond my life. Um, most people don't have earnings beyond the grave. Uh, but nonetheless, whatever it was should be planned properly so it goes down a certain path, it remains in the family, and um, your heirs would be free to do what they wanted. Uh, now, the real um, attraction for this, um, my zeroth case, as I say, not even my first case, my zeroth case, <laughs> um, was that this lady had a craft business. She um, she didn't earn a lot of money. I think back in those days, she earned about £30,000, um, which was enough for her to live on, but not big enough for the mortgage. But she was free to do what she enjoyed because there was additional money in the family. And that was the real attraction for it. So if your estate's planned properly, um, your heirs will be free to do what they wanted rather than do what they needed to do to earn a living. I've got several clients whose children can afford to go into teaching um, because we all know teaching doesn't pay um, the greatest salaries um, in our land, but we still need good people to be teachers. So these, um, my clients' children are freed from having to earn big salaries so they can go into teaching and doing what they enjoy. And um, all told, it works and it provides a great satisfaction for me. Mm, mm, I can see that. Uh, really interesting. And um, you wrote a book a while ago, didn't you, which I, uh, uh, you sent me a copy to, to review and I actually did read it. <laughs> and I gave you a glowing review because it was so, so such an easy to read and understand book in terms of, you know, what you're doing can, can be quite complicated and boring for people and not something that people want to address even though they should do uh, and I thought it was interesting that you've what you've just shared now is a story about why you got into what you do which is what made your book interesting it's all about stories which you can identify with as the reader thank you and thank you especially for the review <laughs> so what you're doing is helping people, in effect, to enable their heirs to, to sort of prioritise what they do in their, their work and life. So that, you know, in that case that you've just shared, that the lady was able to do what she wanted to do or, or your clients have been able to teach when they might have done something else if they hadn't have got that sort of freedom. What about you? What, how do you get that sort of integration between what you do for your work and what you do in your life? How, how do you make that work for you? Um, I do, I've got to an age now, I was 53, oh god, my birthday was a while ago, I've been dining out on my birthday, saying my birthday was last week, <laughs> my birthday was now three weeks ago, I was 53 three, uh, three weeks ago, and I've got to the age where I do what I like, um, in that people get to a point, they got so much money or they only need so much money and with me it's that I only need so much money I don't have children so there's so a great expense has gone away from me um, I did some maths the other day my brother's got two children and he needs five times as big an income as I do just to run just to maintain the same lifestyle yeah <laughs> <laughs> Five times, yes. Um, so I don't have children, so there's only so much money I need. Therefore, I am 
liberated from doing the things I don't like. Um, if I really need to do them, I get people who can do them for me or with me. I either pay them or I beg them or I bribe them. No, I don't bribe <laughs> them. Um, I, I get people to do these things for me that I need to do but can't do or won't do or don't like doing. And I concentrate on the things that I like. For instance, I can take time out to cycle to deliver a birthday card. Well, I could have done that for 39 pence. Um, I write a newsletter. I write a monthly newsletter. Um, that's because I like writing. I always say to people in business saying, I think it's useful for you to have two things, two skills. One of them is your day job. It could be accounting, it could be medicine, it could be dentistry, you could be a carpenter, you could be a dressmaker, whatever it is. So that's your day job. And then it's useful to have something else that you like doing. Well, I've got yeah. to do something else's. Um, I write my newsletter um, and I do the podcasts and the podcast has been great fun. And my newsletter is um, something I enjoy as well because I actually write a, a paper newsletter which is posted to the recipients. Um, so I do things that I enjoy, I do things that I like, and everything else is cast aside. Yeah, yeah. No, I, um, I love it when I hear people who've sort of thought through what they want to do and made things happen such that that's possible. So um, good, good to hear that. So, so then. How do you make sure you get stuff done that you need to get done? So you sound fairly structured. Do you have particular structures for that? Um, I once ago had a flatmate who worked her way up the secretarial ladder to become a, a manager in some company. I think HMV as then it was. And um, she was she started as a secretary, so she was very well organized. And one thing she said, which abides, which stuck with me, is never write things on bits of paper. You will never find them. Um, so I have a, a notebook in which I write my to-do list. And I would typically have three to five things on that list, which, um, and I mark, they would typically be one hour tasks. Um, so uh, for instance, one of them was um, do today's podcast and um, play with my accounting system because I've just switched banks. So put everything on, on the podcast, uh, sorry, put everything on the, uh, in the notebook. If it's not on the notebook for today, I don't do it. Yeah. Did you did you say play with your account system to make it sound more fun, or do you genuinely uh, think it's uh, play? <laughs> um, it, it it is zero. So zero is play. I um, switched banks recently, and the new bank wouldn't quite connect, and I've had to um, juggle and scratch my head and get make sure it works. But it now does. So I put it through the old transactions and my bank accounts are reconciled, have no outstanding reconciliations. Um, oh, <laughs> which is, um, which um, one should live for. I haven't learned the hard way. And the thing is taking learnings from the hard way. So um, in the notebook, um, there are some things which I've put in for tomorrow, I'm putting for, for Monday, for instance, on Monday, I'm going to, there's something that, um, Apple has, has sent um, 
new podcast um, podcast editors or podcast yeah. publishers. Um, I'm going to study that on Monday. And on Monday, I'm going to study learn mastering. So three things I'm going to do on Monday. Um, mastering the Apple, Apple thingy for podcast publishers. And I'm going to design my 2019 calendar. Those are three things I'm going to do on Monday. Yeah. Nothing cool. else will go on that list on Monday until I finish those three things. Hmm. So that's your pen and paper sort of routine. Do you have tools and apps that you use as well? You've obviously talked about zero. Oh, zero. Let's go back one to zero. <laughs> yeah, I feel I should tone you down on this one. I should rein you in because you're going to go wax lyrical on this, aren't you? <laughs> indeed, indeed, I did. So um, I did a podcast with um, someone uh, about three episodes back, an accountant, and um, I was told off by a listener saying, a zero paying you why why are you so fond of them i said oh, but this thing is easy and your that's the thing with your um your tools your apps they must be easy um several of your guests have previously been fond of um displayed their fondness for infusionsoft i hate infusionsoft um, <laughs> i i think it's terrible i think it's bloated i think it's badly designed it's buggy and it was written by several people and they were just stitched together and um i could go on um so we should um i should stop there with my negativity <laughs> towards um infusionsoft um when um office 365 does a better job than many crms do um, you just know how to, you need to know how to write your macros. Yeah. Office, Office 365, 365 I use, um, does a far better job than, um, um, than many CRMs, uh, than many systems, but um, they take a bit of tinkering with, which, which most people can't stand. Um, and my podcast app is something called Simplecast, which is... Okay. Yeah a breeze it's fun to use it's simple it's clean it's modern um, so those are the few things I use I use very few apps um, but um, simple cast is, is one of them simple cast and zero and everybody uses WordPress but um, you should do it properly lovely so um, mm, okay I'm still not excited about finance apps <laughs> 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 but I appreciate that some people are. <laughs> um, so what about um, other people helping? You've talked about um, sort of, um, I guess, automation around macros and things. That, so you, you presumably have that sort of stuff set up. But I know you do outsource, at least in part, because I spoke to an assistant that you use. So yes. who helps you to get stuff done? And what tips have you got for that? Um. The, the central point to um, getting people to work with you is work with people you like. Yes. Um, the lady you spoke to is called Joe Dodds, and Joe's been fantastic. And I've just been working with me now for about five years. And sometimes I turn up at people's door and they're disappointed that I have come and not she. Um, <laughs> I think I think she'll be offended if you called her Joe Dodds as well, because I think her surname was something other than Dodds. She's not. She's not Joe Dodds, is she? She's just Joe. <laughs> <to her. laughs> 
<laughs> she's, she's Joe Stewart. Um, Joe Stewart, right. Okay, yes. yes. But that, yeah, so people are disappointed when you turn up. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> Um, um, so people, people, she gets on very well with people and they like her and it, the key is to, to work with people you like. There's a bit of trial and error to that and my, um, I don't know if you are on my mailing list for my newsletter. I don't know if I am actually. Oh, your 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 post letter. Yes, I definitely yes. am. Yes. My my yep. paper newsletter. I have a copy editor. Uh, I've just taken on a copy editor, and I've known her for several years. But she's doing this for me, and she is a bit more expensive than the old person that I used to use. Um, but she does such a good job, and I like my interaction with her, and. Um, I actually trust her, so all her corrections, I spend about three minutes looking through the corrections that she's made, and she makes plenty, by the way, um, uh, in four sides of A4. I spend about three minutes looking through them. Yes, yes, yes. Click and accept them. Um, so you have to like and trust the people you work with. There's a bit of trial and error there. You wouldn't know that you like them until you've um, played with them a bit or you've worked with them a bit um, yeah. or they've been well recommended because you've seen their work um, but um, nothing beats um, first of all being able to identify what you want and identify what you want from them and then if you've chosen the right person um, forget the money whatever the charge will be worth it Mm -hmm. um, they would only seem expensive if you didn't think you were getting value from them, in which case. Yeah, um, yeah that's a good point you make about about um, sort of trusting them as well. If you find you're do it yourself doing the job or triple checking what they've done too much, then you're sort of wasting that resource anyway, haven't, aren't you? If you've paid for somebody to do something and then you end up double checking it all, you end up, um, you might as well have just done it yourself in the first place. You've just described why I don't have a copywriter. You've just described why I write my own copy. All right. Yeah. 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 So let's talk a bit about self-care. How how do you keep yourself well enough to to run your business and and provide the service that you do to your clients? Um, I don't know if you've heard about the fellow in the White House. <laughs> Go on. Yes. His. The person who was there before him, his predecessor, um, had a rule that come seven o'clock, if he was in Washington, <laughs> excuse me, he left his office and went home and had dinner with his family. Yeah. I work by a not dissimilar rule, which is um, come six o'clock, uh, because I work from home, so I can chuck in the commuting time, which is an extra hour. Um, so I work nine to five or nine to six. So come six o'clock, I turn off my computer. Yeah. There is nothing that wouldn't wait uh, till tomorrow if I hadn't finished. And I have moved my business to a point where I have few high value clients or a handful of medium value clients rather than loads of um, clients who don't quite, whom you're going to earn a few hundred pounds from, um, mm -hmm. so that I can devote my energies to them and I get very few evening appointments. I get relatively few evening appointments and I work only one weekend a year. 
I wow. never I never <laughs> work more than one weekend a year. And this year was because I went to see a fellow who was going to hospital, an old client of mine, um, who's been wheelchair bound for about 30 years, and he was going to hospital. And so I went to sign his paperwork with him. I was in his house for about half an hour. And um, I only work one weekend a year. So this year's is gone. And you must need a very, um, you must have a very good reason for me to work. Uh, at a weekend and I am in the respect business um, and if people respect me enough not to say do you work weekends then we can work together um, I work with people who want to work with me people whose first question is not how much is it if your first question is how much is it you're buying on price Therefore, yeah. you're not the sort of person who would get value from me. Never mind what my fee is, you wouldn't get value from the service I was providing. So if the first thing you ask me is how much is it, um, then I would turn you sideways politely so that I don't get the headache that comes from working with someone I don't want to work with. Mm -hmm. So you sound like you've got quite a structure to as you say, finishing work and, and then not working at the weekend. What about um, filling that time? How do you look to relax and, and do stuff that isn't work? I, um, I'm going to do something starting this week. This week, I am going to bake my Christmas cakes. <laughs> That's very early. <laughs> uh, to bear in mind, we are recording this in the first week of October. Yeah. So I bake my Christmas cakes. Um, I go for short walks, not long walks. Um, I would um, ride my bicycle and I do a bit of work that's not quite work in that I would watch um, mindless TV while I'm labeling up my um, newsletters. So I print labels for them and I label them up. Um, yeah. And I, you can do that while you're watching TV, or you can address yeah. your um, you can address your birthday cards while you're watching TV. Um, I watch very little TV, so it's Netflix. Um, just for clarity, there. Um, so it's doing those small things that should be done. And I don't know if you remember a series called House of Cards. Yeah. Uh, you probably don't remember the scene where the fellow who plays the part of the president polishes his own shoes. I haven't even watched it. I've only heard of it. So, no, I don't remember that bit. <laughs> um, so the president is polishing his own shoes and yeah. um, his assistants go up to him and say, oh, we'd happily do that for you, sir. And he says, no, 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 I want to do it myself. So it's things like that, like polishing my own shoes, because anyone who knows me, anyone who's heard one of my podcasts knows I take my shoes seriously. So I, so I polish polish my own shoes as a form of relaxation. Everybody likes to cook. Every, well, everybody likes to eat. I like to cook, and um, I tend to want to um, do something slightly out of the ordinary in the kitchen. Um, I couldn't give you. A sp oh yes, here's one. Uh, I am defrosting lobster as we speak. Oh, lovely. Yes. <laughs> so I'll see what comes out of that um, by the end of, of the day. 
Yes. Mm, sounds nice. Yeah, I think you're the first person in eight, over 80 podcasts to tell me that they polish their shoes as a form of relaxation. So I think that is uh, quite impressive. <laughs> <laughs> so what about learning and improving yourself as a, as a structured person? I guess you probably have structure to that, too. How do you do that? What, what do you recommend? Uh, that's the one bit that doesn't have a lot of structure um, in that learning is not a big thing that you that I do say right now I am going to learn um, conversely I I learn from what comes my way so I've just before we started this call released my 30th podcast and yep. I I do do it slightly differently in that the credits come, the production credits come at the top yep. rather, rather than at the end. And a certain, I don't know if you know her, a certain Joe Dodds has been credited in episode 30 and episode 29. Oh, <laughs> I've heard of her. <laughs> yes. Credited for what, pray tell? Um, for giving me um, stuff from which I've learned in how to prepare my guests for my podcasts. Ah. So um, you learn as you go along, and some of the learning comes from failure. Um, in that, a previous, um, a proposed guest who will remain nameless, um, and I fell out because obviously she hadn't listened to any of the previous podcasts. So at quarter to five, uh, quarter past four the day before, sent me a list of questions saying, could you ask me this, please? And I said, ah, you haven't listened to my previous podcast, have you? Otherwise, you'd know my structure in that I don't have preset questions. The first yeah. time you hear the question, the first time I know the question is when you hear it. Yeah. Um, so um, I then took one step back and said, this might not have happened if I'd had a structure for preparing my guests saying, um, I, I run my podcast as if we were talking to a friend or someone to whom I'd be just introduced at a bar, at a party or at a conference. I wouldn't go up to such a person with a clipboard. Um, or, or present questions and that disaster or mini disaster um, combined with the structure sheet that you sent me asking me to prepare has been a bit of learning so I take learning as it goes along mm -hmm. um, I um, subscribe well I subscribe it will run out this month to the economist they call themselves a newspaper but it's a magazine as far as I know uh, and they have an app which yes an app that I missed fail to mention which has got this spoken word recording of every word in the magazine but it's yep. buggy it's very <laughs> buggy I've changed phones twice still buggy so when the subscription runs out I'll revert to the paper edition so it just gives me something to read because say what you want what you want about the state of the world it'll be remiss of you not to keep up with what's going on around you even if yeah. you didn't like much of it um so that's um a bit of learning i learned i pick up as we go along and the the big thing the big learning i have done in the last 
two years or three years, there is a gentleman called Steve Gordon who's written a book called Unstoppable Referrals. And it's subtitled 10 times referrals at half the effort. Well, he lied. <laughs> <laughs> He lied. It's eight times and it's twice the effort. <laughs> so does that net out right now? It doesn't, does it? <laughs> um, ne nearly there. But nonetheless, getting eight times as many referrals um, for twice the effort you were putting in um, is a big win. Um, it's You can buy the book on Amazon. It's about £10 or something of that order. And I read it. And I've done some of the things which his, which he prescribed. Um, one of them was to write the book. One of them's to um, do the podcast. Well, the podcast is not in the book. In the book, the podcast is something else. But that's one of the reasons I do my podcast, and that's one of the reasons I write my newsletter. In that, you want to do things that you like, that are entertaining. Um, so. Learning comes from everywhere, not just a particular structure saying, um, I am going to learn now. Nonetheless, for anyone who wants a tip, spend your £10 or whatever it is on Amazon and buy Steve Gordon's book. Lovely. Thank you. That's a good one. So what about um, routines, rituals and that sort of thing? You Again, you've, you've got, well, you've got your birthday thing. That gets you some uh, exercise whilst you're delivering cards and uh creating a nice experience for your customer <laughs> what what uh, you you shut down at six o'clock uh you've already talked about some of those routines is there anything else that that you do to make sure that you keep doing stuff on a sort of uh consistent basis i've got two um one of them's personal and it's annual i've referred to it earlier it's to do with shoes at my birthday every year at my birthday I go to London to buy a more money than cents pair of shoes. <laughs> okay. So I look forward to um, I look forward to my birthday. Um, I collect tea towels. Um, so I am now um, cataloging my tea towels. I think I've got about three hundred of them. So hint, hint. If you're going on holiday, please get me a tea <laughs> towel. Um, so I. What was the question again? Um, scatterbrain. Um, how you create routines and rituals for things to happen. Uh, uh, I'm intrigued uh, about the tea towels. How do you store them and how are you catalog cataloging them? Um, the tea towels, I don't use them. I, I, I guess as much. <laughs> uh, so I just, um, many of them have got as gifts, some from myself, from, from clients, some from relatives. Um, so I just store them and they get into a handful. So I label them and I'm going to take pictures of them and create um a spread it's not a database on access um so i don't duplicate them and they're there and when i'm 60 which is when i plan my semi-retirement because i can afford it um i don't need to um i don't need to work so hard past past 60 that's my aim um then i'll start using them because i'll be cooking more wow. but for now i use utilitarian um um tea tiles the and will you have a hierarchy of which ones to use first? <laughs> um, 
this it's there's one that I wouldn't use. Oh. That's one that was got for me when I was fifty. My friend Karen put the effort in to get a special um, 1965 tea towel. It's a calendar of 1965, um, uh, which, which she got for me. And I said, I hope you didn't go into so much effort, um, so much expense to get it for me. Um, but that's the one that I wouldn't use. Otherwise, there's no hierarchy to using them. I'll just save that one, which I got for my 50th. <laughs> Lovely. So what about if things don't go right? When you have a when you have a bad day, what, what do you do? Um, it will be a question of what's gone wrong and how can I learn from that thing having gone wrong. And sometimes I don't always do as I want to. The, there's a temptation to just resolve the problem rather than learning from it. So uh, in putting out a podcast before we started this, something went wrong. Normally I don't listen to them from start to finish after I've edited them, put, together, put them together, but this time I did and something went wrong. And I didn't bother looking to find what the cause was. I just scrapped it and started all over again and I was done in five minutes. I was finished in five minutes. So um, when things go wrong, um, it's always useful to go back and say, oh, what happened and how can I prevent that from happening in the f- in the future? Yeah, yeah. So what about those days when you end the day knowing that you've had the chance to live more and that's doing more of the stuff that you want to do and less of the stuff that you feel you have to do or you should do? Uh, or you should do, or you have to do. Which way around is that? <laughs> um, what have you done? What does that day look like where you've lived more? Um, I think I would tell you my understanding of that question, which is, what's your perfect day? Mm-hmm. And I would say I have distilled to me, um, I'm sure someone else can say, oh, what a lot of nonsense. To me, I have distilled all human emotion into four expressions and four statements, one of which is please, one of which is thank you, those are obvious. One of them is sorry, I'm sorry, because we will mess up. And one of them is I love you. So a perfect day is a day in which I get to say every one of those four things because I mess up as a matter of routine so I would say sorry Um, (laughs) (laughs) and if I can have those things sent back to me even then so that makes it eight points and then a ninth point is a day in which I can do something for someone or help someone who perhaps doesn't deserve it or cannot repay me Okay. That's a perfect yeah. day. Lovely. Thank you. Structured. <laughs> like, like a lot of what we've talked about. Lovely. Thank you. So how can people find out more about you and, and connect with you? I guess one thing to do is send them off to Amazon to buy your book. <laughs> or yeah, is there a better buy, place to buy it? <laughs> yes. Buy the book. Books on sale on, on Amazon. Um, the website is um, maximum 
www.max-inheritance.co.uk or just Google Maximum Inheritance Specialists, three words, and the website would come up um, with a few, um, with several reviews, and um, I can be found on the website. I can be found on Twitter as well, and I think on LinkedIn, and that's where to find me, but mainly on the website. Lovely. Thank you. Really appreciate the time that you spent with me. Um, I nearly got your name wrong again after you told me how to do it. <laughs> Addy. Addy, that's it. I, it's that overthinking thing. You should never overthink. <laughs> Let it come naturally. Addy. You, you exactly. Well, I, I called my, my PA, um, Joe Dodds, so um, I don't know who will be more upset, um, Joe Stewart or <laughs> Dodds. <laughs> well, we've given her lots of mentions now, and she, as you say, was a very lovely lady when I had my conversation with her about being on your podcast. So thank you to both of you. <laughs> my pleasure. Stop feeling stuck and overwhelmed. Join Power to Live More Calm membership today and make an investment in your future. The Power to Live More Calm membership is designed for coaches and consultants struggling with the pressures of running a home-based business. You get access to our supportive community, including weekly Zoom calls, accountability, learning materials teaching you online marketing, audience building, income generation, and all sorts of other things you need to run your home-based business with ease, along with materials like templates, checklists, and planners to keep you motivated, organised, and productive. To learn more about the Power to Live More Calm membership programme and apply, visit powertolivemore.com slash getcalm. Use your power to live more.